So putting the pieces together, it sounds like you think John's mother had a relationship with another man, and out of that relationship came John, and that this other man's family would be where these relatives you found, they come from. Yeah, that's right. Do you think that this other man might be connected to the UFO crash? Uh, I can't be sure, but I think that there's some kind of connection. And so the plot thickens. Once again, if you think you have an idea where this conversation is headed, you might want to hold loosely to those ideas. This episode and this season will likely end in a place you didn't expect it to. I started off this season by saying this show was built around a lie. An innocent lie at first, but a lie nonetheless. It turned out John's family was hiding the truth of his brother's suicide, but that wasn't all they were hiding. They may have been hiding an even closer connection to the UFO crash than we initially thought. And that voice? Yes, that is Ethan, the grandson of Hank, the son of Denise, nephew to John, and the one who will bring this story full circle again. This is Crashed in Roswell, Survivors in a Misunderstood City. Before we continue the episode, I have to really quickly thank our season sponsors, the city of Roswell. Did you know that Roswell has a baseball team? We do. They're called the Roswell Invaders, and they play throughout the year, and they're actually not that bad. Did you know that we have a zoo? And did you know that that zoo has undergone major renovations and changes, and it continues to do so to create habitats that are safe and humane for the animals that are there, while also delivering an amazing experience for those who want to get in touch with Southwest wildlife? And did you know that, yes, we have the UFO Festival happening every summer here in Roswell, but also just about every single month we have other festivals going on that may not even be UFO related, from the Chili Cheese Festival, the Jazz Festival, Pinata Fest, Cinco de Mayo, so much more. Some of my favorite memories with my family are spent during some of these festivals where we sit by the courthouse lawn and see all the fun things happening while eating something very delicious and very unhealthy for us. Go to croswell.com and you'll get a whole list of ideas, places to stay, things to see, eat, events, so much more. Go to croswell.com and plan your time here in Roswell. The interview you are about to hear took me a long time in the making. After Ethan first emailed me about his mother, his grandfather Hank, and about John, we did exchange some emails back and forth. Mostly it involved me wanting to connect via video call or phone call. Ethan was not interested. Ethan had every right to be concerned, for reasons I hope you'll come to understand in the interview. There were a lot of lives that could potentially be affected by his side of the story. He believed, and I came to agree, that the facts as he laid them out needed to be handled delicately, and consequently he needed time to research more and think through what he wanted to say. In the meantime, his email and our correspondence was to be kept to myself and to my producing team alone. If someone asked me about what happened since the last episode of Season 2, mum's the word. Finally, after months of emailing back and forth, Ethan finally agreed to an interview on two conditions. First, he wanted to know the questions in advance. Second, he wanted to proof the episode before it went live. Eventually, I agreed, and we were off to the races. Okay, uh, Ethan, 
Why did you start looking into your family's ancestry? Um, I think the same as a lot of people do. It was interesting to know where I come from, my background. Um, I have two brothers and a sister, but um, the family, you know, it's different marriages and all. So I'm the only one of me from from my mom and my dad. Um, mom got remarried, so, you know, like a, a yours, mine, and ours thing. Um, but that made me want to learn about my past, my family, and where I came from, that, that sort of thing. When you first got to John and Hank and their history and your family, did you know about any of the things that you heard on this podcast, like how John claims to be connected to the UFO incident or or Hank's suicide? Well, yes, yes and no. Um, first thing, listen, I I haven't listened to the entire podcast. Right? Don't don't be offended by that. <laughs> um, but but I I knew about Hank's death. Uh, a long time ago, that was that was like a family secret kind of thing. Something we didn't really talk too much about. Um, there's some some trauma there for my mom, so out of respect, I don't really want to talk about it too much here with you. No, I I understand, um, and I respect that. So that's kind of why you don't want to talk about your family uh, about much about your family, right? I mean, the trauma and the. Well, yeah, yeah, kind of. That's, that's that's basically it. I just want listeners to know that this interview was hard for you, uh, which is why I wanted to ask you these these questions at the top. I wanted it to be your decision for this interview. We've talked on the phone um, after I got your letter. We've had a couple of phone calls before this interview. Um, but your hesitation is really about not wanting to hurt your family or disrespect anyone in the process. That's been your hesitation, right? That's yeah, that's that's correct. Um, I don't really like being in a spotlight. This this whole thing is still kind of strange to me. Um, and anyone who studies genealogy knows that you you might find some things that may hurt your family if they aren't ready to go there there with you. Um, it can be hard, and it takes time. And you have talked to your family about doing this interview, right? Yes, I have. Um. Again, I want listeners to know this all in up front in advance um, so that you understand just the weight that's on Ethan's shoulders. Um, and Ethan, I sent you questions ahead of time so that you could decide what you did and did not want to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's right, um, Which and I appreciate that. And that's, that's what was hard about hearing Mom's interviews. She was riding the wave of the show, uh, she has a lot of she has a lot of tough things in her own family's past, and I initially thought that that this was exploiting that a bit. You didn't know, but that's that's what I thought. And I and I appreciate you talking to me now, um, even knowing that. And I I want to treat this interview with the utmost respect. Um, and I again I want the listener to know that at the end of this, I'm giving Ethan the chance to go back and hear it before it goes out there so that we don't do anything to exploit his family or his story at all. Um, and so with that, I know you don't want to talk much about Hank and his death, but is there anything that you want to say about him before I ask about John? Well, yeah, and I just I just want people to know that I think Hank loved his family. He was, he was the family man. He had two kids my mom and my uncle um and they had their their own family issues and 
they did they did the best they could um hank had a lot of hard experiences in the military and some of that left him uh damaged and and had kind of a big effect on his death um but he was a good man you know and, and a lot of soldiers don't get the help that they need when they go through the kind of stuff that he went through um i hope that people can see the good in him like i did and that we can do better when it comes to our veterans we we need to do better for them i think that's very well said um so shifting from that let me ask you now john you think you may not be fully related to john but you can't be sure why why is that uh, well so when i was doing uh genealogy research um you go off a, a dna sample that you send into the, the company and that pairs you with other people who are doing the same thing all over so I, I have this part of my family tree, all these relatives that I, I can't trace to anywhere in my family, but they have roots in Hagerman, New Mexico, um, some in Roswell. And the only family connection I have there is my grandfather and John. Um, the, the DNA isn't quite strong enough to be directly related. I know that John didn't have any kids. And I traced all of Hank's family and their parents were only children. This branch of my family is, is related to me enough to be somehow connected with them. So putting the pieces together, it sounds like you think John's mother had a relationship with another man, and out of that relationship came John, and that this other man's family would be where these relatives you found they come from. Yeah, that, that's right. Do you think that this other man might be connected to the UFO crash? I can't be sure, but I think that there's some kind of connection. Um, I oh, all right. So I traced this branch of my family to a man at the base who was in the military, and he had a high enough rank. Um, I can't say that he was in charge of, of any of the UFO stuff, but I bet he was involved. Um, he couldn't not be involved if that if that makes any sense. Uh, and so, yeah, so I, I trace this part of my family to him, and he has proximity to Roswell, my great-grandmother, and all that. For the record, you have asked that we don't share his name on the air because we just don't want to cause uh, a stir within that family in case that they don't know about this or, or if it's just not true and we're not sure about it. Again, just respecting families and, that, uh, and your family the, the best way that we can, right? That's right. That's right. Now, you also said that Hank and John's mom did not work at the base, which um, which was a surprise to me. Uh, I thought she did. I was told that she did. How do you know that? And um, how does she have uh, still have a connection to the base and to this officer that you found? So, yeah, there are pretty clear records that she worked at at St. Mary's as a nurse and not, not at the base. And St. Mary's, uh, for listeners, is it was the main hospital in Roswell at the time. It was on South Main, uh, close in proximity to the base. But that's That was the right. main hospital. Correct. Yeah. She was a nurse there. Um, honestly, Kyle, I'm not sure why you were told otherwise. That's it's weird. Um, but that's that's where she worked. And her husband, 
Hank's dad, worked at the base before he died early. So possibly that's where she and this officer met. I, I don't know. But it isn't a stretch to think that they ran in the same circles. And without giving away the identity of the guy, uh, would he have been high enough ranked to have threatened John's mother to stay silent or been a threatening figure um, after the crash? High enough rank, yes. But I don't want to say that he threatened them or that the situation happened as it as you described it to me. I can't say that for sure. That situation of being a man coming to their house and threatening them to stay silent, right? That's right. We can't confirm right, right. that. Correct. Uh, why? Why? Why is that? Why can't you go there? Well, because we can't be sure of that story. I think it's it's wrong to assign stories to people without having some kind of definitive proof. Um, I do think it's clear that John told you some things that didn't happen or that he misremembered. Um, who's to say that that was another situation he told you about that, that didn't happen? Or at least it didn't happen the way it was described to you. So what we know through your research for sure is that John may be a half-brother to Hank. We can't, we can't be 100% sure right now. If he is, then this officer that you found might be the man, might be his dad. Um, this officer ranked high enough at the base to be involved in the UFO crash, and that's the gist. That's Yeah, that's right. Um, I think that would explain why there are so many years between Hank and John. I think it's possible that John was a surprise kid and I know the things in their house weren't all that easy you know um, I will say that if, if my theory here is true which I think it is based on the research that I've done but if it's true then this officer might have had some say heated conversations maybe with John's mother if that were true then John may have witnessed them and that may be what he remembered um, I think that the childhood trauma can cause people to remember things differently you know it can cause people to fixate things and so that might that might play into it you think that john maybe made up some elements of his story that he he believed but may not have actually happened no and maybe i don't i don't know for sure look i think UFOs are far-fetched, personally. So I think that John seeing what he did and remembering what he did seems like a stretch. But <laughs> that may just be because I think UFOs are dumb. So it sounds like you don't want to cause disrespect to the dead or, or to the living who, who might be affected by the story. That's absolutely right. I don't, I don't want to disrespect anyone. One last thing uh, I want to ask you about. I get asked about your mom from time to time about why she ghosted me or why she disappeared from the story. Do you want to talk about that at all? Look, I, I just want to say that I, I thought mom jumped the gun a bit. You know, she was excited to talk to you after she heard the podcast. Um, I didn't hear about it till after the fact. And look, it caused a bit of a fight. All right. I was already doing genealogy, which was hard on mom to hear some of that stuff about her past again. Um, when I heard she did the show, we disagreed about some things. and I thought it wasn't 
think it was appropriate to talk about UFOs and stuff when we don't have any evidence of that. We don't know. So I think that's what you heard from her. She was upset for sure, but not, not at you. And are you okay now, you and your mom? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're good about that, I think. And I want to say that I, I am sorry if I caused you or your family distress during that time at all. That was far, far from my intention, and I apologize about that. Kyle, I appreciate you saying that, but it's okay. That's, it, wasn't, it, wasn't your, it wasn't your fault. Can I, can I ask you uh, one, one more thing that's been nagging at me and um, a lot of listeners? Can I ask you if you know what was in that safety deposit box that John left behind? Yeah, nothing. Nothing was in it at all. Nothing? Nothing. So there it was. Ethan brought us full circle, from Hank to John, their mother, Denise. It took us busting a few lies to get there, but suddenly the whole picture was coming into view, which led me to one more discovery. When the final pieces of the puzzle clicked into place, I saw the story in an all-new light. Not only did I understand John's story better, but I understood the UFO incident better, more clearly, more fully than ever before. Could I believe Ethan's story completely? I had no reason not to, though some of the details were hard to process. There was a chance that Ethan's hypothesis, that his grandmother had an affair and that John was the result, was incorrect though his theory is pretty compelling. It's also hard to believe that John kept a safety deposit box that was empty, completely empty, but maybe he did. I had doubts, but maybe that's because I was looking for doubt. Maybe I was just being a skeptic and a cynic. So there I was, left with my own understanding of the crash and what happened in the deserts of New Mexico all those years ago. Is it the right version? I don't know but I do think my current understanding may be the closest to correct we can get at this point. But before I can tell you the whole story as I've uncovered it, I have one more lie to come clean about, the one I've lost the most sleep over, and this one is a bit of a doozy. On the next episode of Crashed in Roswell, I'll give you the story of John and the UFO crash in one full picture. We'll wrestle with deconstructing our worldviews of the crash, aliens, and even bigger ideas. And I'll come clean about one more lie in the story, the one I told you in the beginning. That's next time on Crashed in Roswell, Survivors in a Misunderstood City. My thanks as always to Ryan Bishop, Boyd Barrett, Dennis Balthaser, and David Langford for help on this podcast, with special thanks to Julia Hoverson for help on this show as well. Thanks to composer Brian Hunley for our theme song. If you like this show, do us a favor by liking, subscribing, following the podcast, and leaving us a review. You can also check out more by going to crashedinroswell.com for behind-the-scenes content, crashed merch, and much, much more. You can also check out some more of my work by going to kylerbullock.com.